When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, Travis is in L.A. at L.A. Live, and Slee is on the road. Slee is in Las Vegas getting ready for a little uh, Laker preseason basketball tonight. Slee, are you a Vegas guy at all? Like, have you gone a bunch of times in your life just with buddies or girlfriends or whatever and just kind of, like, done the Vegas thing, stay out all night, get crazy, go wild? Yeah, first off, I'm doing the show right now in front of a slot machine, so if you hear anything in the background, just don't pay any attention to it. (laughs) Sure. Um, so when I was younger, um, I had come when I was, I think I just turned 21 and came with a couple of buddies and a friend of mine, his uncle was like a, like a performer out here in Vegas, actually a hypnotist, something along those lines. Awesome. And he was, Go on. And he was, and he was very popular, like really well known, uh, had a couple of billboards out here. So I, when like I, Mes Marino from the Simpsons, uh, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So I, um, when I first came, so when I when I turned 21 and I came out here, I got in. I got to experience Vegas the way I'll probably never experience Vegas again, where everything was just top notch and it was. Oh no, you guys can stay in my suite and yeah, yeah, we're gonna do this and there's gonna be bottle service, this, that, blah, wow. blah, blah. That was my first experience at Vegas. So, so you, you kind of already have in your mind what Vegas is. And then that's your first experience. And then every trip after that trip, it's just been more and more disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I want to go back to Mes Marino. That, okay, did did we, you see I, his show? Let me explain. Can I say something real quick? <laughs> uh, the perfect example is imagine like your family never goes out to eat ever. <laughs> and your first meal is at Mastro's. It's the sure. first time you've ever gone out and it's the greatest meal you've ever had. You know, going to Applebee's the next day is probably gonna, it's going to be different. It's going to be different. It is absolutely going to be different. So I, I, I'm I'm pro Vegas. I like it. I, I don't gamble, but I like Vegas for a couple of days. Oh, the shows, I, the food, it's fantastic. All of the above. I like to yep. drink. I like to walk around. I like to observe people, and I I enjoy myself. I, I have a good time every time I go. When I was just starting my career. Right, it was, I was I was working for Rome, but I was also working weekends at Sears selling tools. I worked in the hardware department, and that's how I made my living, right? I can, would, can we just stop there for a second? Yeah. I love the, I was working for Rome, but I was also working for Sears. Yeah, that's I've true. I've just never heard that sentence from you. Yeah. Like, that's the greatest, like, I want that quote. Like, when we walk into the <laughs> studio, I just want that quote just every time. You know, what is it, Notre Dame? There's certain places you, like, hit like as you're going out today. on the field. Yeah. I want that quote above our door. <laughs> I want to hit that before I go in the studio. I So I would work. This was the show was on, I want to say it was on 11 to 11 to three something like that mm-hmm. and then i would go have a bite and then i would go work at sears from like five until closing and then i'd work there all day saturday and sunday mm-hmm. selling tools to make make ends meet so susan and i decide we're going to go to vegas one weekend we're going to go and just the two of us we're going to get a hotel room the whole thing um she books a room at this place is long gone but it's kind of a vegas institution back in the you know 50s 60s 70s and 80s uh the stardust hotel right mm-hmm. 
And we're thinking, oh, we're staying at the Stardust. Yeah, it's going to be great. We're going to go. We're going to go get after it. Well, she booked it at the Stardust Motor Court, okay, which was the motel behind the hotel. Wow. So it's it we're in like this motel thing that was not great. It's 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 long gone, but it was just the most low budge thing in the world. We go and we both say, okay, we're both gonna we're gonna gamble with we got each got a hundred bucks that we're gonna spend over this weekend. Mm-hmm. Money was gone in like eight minutes. Just <laughs> just wiped out right out of the chute, right? And so absolute now we're now we're looking for you know, ninety-nine cent shrimp cocktails the rest of the weekend. Just just going through and this was before it gotten super crazy expensive, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. so you could find some bargains along the way. So I had the exact opposite experience that you did, where it was about as low rent a Vegas experience as you could have out of the chute. Yeah, that now it's like I just sit at a slot machine and I just pr- I pull the handle pretending like um, I'm actually gambling, just waiting for somebody to come out and say, hey, would you like something to drink? Oh, sure, I'd love one. Just do a rum and coke. Thank well, you. Having a good night tonight. If you're sitting at one of the tables spending money, those the cocktail waitresses come by as fast as you, you know, the second you turn around, yeah. there she is again. If you're doing what you did, what you just described, or what I did on that first trip, you basically have to tackle one of them to get their attention. Like they're, 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 if you're feeding nickels every seven minutes into a slot machine, they're not dying to come over and give you your free. I think that's coke. what they did yesterday for me at dinner. They had a camera on me the whole time. They knew I hadn't spent a dime yet at the uh, at the casino. So when I ordered my food, they're like, "Let's make them wait an hour. It'll be fine. <laughs> Let's get everybody else who spent some money here. Let's get them their food first. Eh, this guy will be fine." So on your first trip, did you get to see Mesmerino, or he just kind of set not. you up? Yeah, he just kind of set us up. Huge missed opportunity, Slee. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that. I, I, have you ever I'm been you on hypnotized? That. Any of you guys? No, I never have. Yeah, I, have. I never have. Briefly. You have? Yeah, what before you... I got stuck in that elevator at a conference. Oh, that's yeah. right. You did mention that. So what? Like, what did they? Did you have a keyword? Did you cluck like a chicken? Like, no, they had me driving on a motorcycle, like a hypothetical. And you were going like doing that whole thing. Well, I think or... I flipped off the driver behind me. That's what they <laughs> do. You remember? Do you remember? <laughs> like, how, how does this work? Do you remember everything that happens or no? It's it's kind of foggy, um, but I th- I feel like I had control. Like if if they were would have told me to jump off a building or something, I don't think I would have done that. Well, that's good. But yeah. to get you to ride an invisible mo, you don't strike me as the invisible motorcycle sort of guy for no reason. But I'm a down for anything kind of guy, so you know they say who wants to get hypnotized? My hand shoots up. <laughs> Slee, would you get hypnotized by Mesmerino? I'm actually I'm googling right now hypnotist L A. See if we have anyone around. We should definitely have one come in soon. Get your guy, your 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 Vegas hookup. Have I want to go top drawer? I want. I don't want some local. So this is when I was twenty one. This is when I was twenty one. So he's probably at his prime now. Doing at this uh, at this stage of his career. I would imagine that hypnotists only get better with age, right? You learn a few tricks. You learn (laughs) you learn how to swing that watch even more more effectively. I don't know how it works, but he's actually no. That's a good point. Um, You know, they say athletes in the NBA twenty eight to thirty two is their prime. He's walking into his prime for his industry. That's true. I love how all of my um, hypnotism references are from Bugs Bunny cartoons in The Simpsons. <laughs> that's that's the extent of my knowledge with the. Uh, would you phenomenon. get hypnotized? Uh, yeah, I, maybe. I think I would do it. Yeah, I'd yeah, give it a shot. Good. They I, say it works for like quitting smoking or quit, you yeah. know, losing weight and stuff like that. Like he 
supposed to be really beneficial. I, I, I'm such a pessimist and a cynic that I just I would go in there expecting it not to work. So I would think yeah. it would probably not. I think you have to be open minded on the whole process. And that open mindedness is not my strong suit. That's not a lane that I thrive in. I'm just like, yeah, whatever sounds good to me. I, I have my opinions on on what's going to work out and what isn't. All right. Um, last night during the Dodger game, mm-hmm. um, Andrew Friedman was in the booth with Joe Davis and Oral Hershiser. Um, and somebody decided that that was the moment that they were going to fly a drone over the plane, so they kind of cleared the – or over the field. Um, so they had like a nice long, I don't know, seven, eight, ten-minute conversation with Joe Davis that was not, you know, interrupted with play-by-play stuff. They just got to have a nice little talk. Um, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing here a little bit, but what Andrew Friedman said reminded me a lot of what we heard from Dave Roberts um, late last week, which was – Hey, listen, everybody needs to understand that what we just accomplished is a really incredible feat of baseball. That to play 162 games and win 110 of them, that doesn't happen. And people need to appreciate that. And he said something along the lines of, I do not subscribe to the idea that there are 29 failures in Major League Baseball and one success story. That the 29 teams that do not win the World Series are failures. The one that does is a success. Now, he also said repeatedly, we want to win the World Series. If we don't win the World Series, it'll be an incredible disappointment. It's been our goal since spring training, et cetera, et cetera. But it really is striking to me, Slee, that the manager, the team mm-hmm. president, mm-hmm. have gone out of their way to say, hey, listen, we want to win the World Series as much as anybody else, but you need to appreciate what it is that we've accomplished. This is not as as routine as maybe we're making it look, you should appreciate this regardless of what happens from this point forward. I think the um, a couple things stand out to me. As long as the conversation is separated, as long as you're saying, let me talk about the regular season. It's so amazing what we've done in the regular season and that three years in a row were 106-plus wins and that 110 freaking wins in Major League Baseball, that's really, really tough to do. And by the way, if I'd have told you coming into the season there's going to be one team that wins 110 games, I think most people would say, okay, it must have been the Dodgers. So it's not like they're doing anything – it's 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 a great accomplishment, but it's also not a shocker or a surprise that it's the Dodgers that are the, is the team that we're talking about like this in the regular season. But you got to separate the conversations, and and I I have a difficult time kind of under. I'm trying to understand. Yeah, but why are you telling us this? That's the thing. Every, and 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 let me say this: it is maybe just naturally this happens. You start taking things for granted. The Dodgers have won. They've been to the playoffs 10 years in a row. They have nine division titles in 10 years. That's unreal. Of course you start taking it uh, for granted because anything that starts happening, you know, more often or whatever. I think I was mentioning this to you. Padres got to the playoffs in 2020 in the short season. Mm -hmm. Before that, it was 2006. The Mariners made the playoffs for the first time since 2001. All these things, the expectations are so much different for the Dodgers. So I have a difficult time kind of – uh, understanding why they're having the comments now. Somebody called in earlier, and I want more calls on this. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. That it's the Ricky Bobby mentality. You know, if you're not first, you're last. And that's funny. It's a great line. And when Will Ferrell says it, it's funny. But Mr. Bobby also said, yeah, I was high when I said that. And the reason it's funny is because it's ridiculous, right? Mm-hmm. That there, it, it can't just be that binary. 
I understand what he's saying. I appreciate it. I when they clinched the division, Slee, remember when I was like, hey guys, I, I understand the World Series is everything. Yeah. But yep. can we just take a minute and talk about what this is? That the Dodgers have been to the playoffs ten years in a row. The Mets have been to the playoffs ten times ever. Okay. So just appreciate this for what it is. But the timing of it all does feel odd and I'm just curious what Dodger fans think about that that does this do, do you appreciate 110 win season three consecutive 106 win seasons um you know all-star after all-star Cy Young candidates MVP candidates and just star players everywhere or is it a binary situation you want it and it's successful or you didn't and it's a failure because I I I there has to be some middle ground between those two things. I'm not saying that you're not devastated that it didn't happen, but if you win 110 games and get beat by a really good team, is that a failure? It just so, it feels feels unfair. I, I want to add some context to this. I, I think the way Dodger fans feel, and I'll use as an example when you say, guys, they just won the freaking division again. Can we stop and appreciate it for a second? I think if you really just look at how the Dodgers got up to this point, hypothetically – Let's say they had two World Series under their belt. Let's say they had even more success than that. I think the conversation is different, but I think most Dodger fans feel, damn, you know, all this talk about, you know, things can just, you never know in baseball, and it's five-game set, yep. anything can happen, seven-game set. <laughs> but but here's, here's the thing, Trav. I, I think you brought up this point a couple of days ago. It might have been last week. Well, how come so many of those breaks go for other teams yeah. and it doesn't go for the team that has been the most consistent with the if most talent. If it's a talent. 50-50 shot, where's my 50? <laughs> yes. Right? Where's your 30? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I just it does not feel like the, the breaks have evened out. It feels like it's gone the other way, which makes you think, what else is going on? All right, we've got some answers to the questions from Dodger fans, 877-710-3776. And Julio threw something in there as well. It's like, what are you guys talking about in that clubhouse? That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. So other than the invisible motorcycle, what did they have you do, Taylor, when you were hypnotized? That's all I remember. I was 16. Um, they just had me listen to the soft voice of the hypnotist and they had the music plan. Huge crowd, hundreds of people there too. So, was it at school or something? It was a Future Business Leaders of America conference in okay. Des Moines, and uh, yeah, they had maybe ten people on stage, and I was one of them. There was a girl. We had a hypnotist at like a high school assembly one time, 
And uh, there was this teeny tiny little girl that was a classmate of mine. Um, I actually remember her name, and I never remember anybody's name. Remember, it's Jennifer Yount. She was like 5'2 and weighed 80 pounds, right? They put two chairs, like school chairs, the little, you know, little orange ones with the plastic back, and they put them out where just her heels and just her head were on each of the, the chairs and had her like pretend that she was a log. Like you would think if you just put just your heels and just your head between two chairs, you're not able to stand. You could go, if you could hold that for five seconds, it would be a miracle. She's, she was there for like 10 minutes and didn't move. It was an extraordinary. So I'm, I'm open to the idea of being able to kind of trick your mind in some things. You need to uh, book yes. Mesmerino, Slee. Yeah, I got to get back in touch. Uh, haven't been in touch with that buddy enough, but uh, I'm going to get – we'll get on this. We're going to get on this. Okay, we're going to take some phone call here in, in just a second, but I want to throw this one in too because I think it's part of the conversation we're having about 110-win mm-hmm. season, and the Do- Dodgers are just kind of feeling a certain way. This one I like a little bit more. Uh, Julio was asked about, you know, does he think that he's going to win the Cy Young and, and questions about individual awards, and what he said was, that's out of my control. The focus now is doing my job in the postseason and trying to get another championship for L.A., especially with all the criticism that goes with that 2020 shortened season. We want to finish off strong. Hmm. Um, I, I get that people that want to throw shade are talking about the 2020 season. I know that Alex Verdugo throwed one in there that was kind of like whatever, but I haven't heard a lot of, hey, that 2021 doesn't count. I know that it exists in the universe, but that they're bringing like, – they're they're in their feelings all of a sudden. I, I, I kind of like this one because it makes me think that he and maybe his teammates are kind of pissed off and ready to go. Yeah, well, the, the this one, if Julio goes out of his way to bring it up, yeah, somebody says, I oh, know, that doesn't bother me. Yeah, but you bring it up. Like, why are you bringing it up if it doesn't bother you? Um, I, and I don't know what the question was, but it sounds like it was obviously about the Cy Young. Mm-hmm. So for him to bring it up in a conversation that wasn't, Hey, what do you think of that 2020 World Series? Do you do you look at it the same way? Right. How about your peers? Do are there a lot of people who play in baseball that were not on that Dodger team in 2020? Do they look at it the same way? Um, and, and you and I have been have been frank about this. Uh, nobody, there's nothing you could do in the COVID season. The COVID season was a COVID season. Yep. It was. Um, you know, for some sports like the NBA, you were just trying to finish your regular season and then you could go right into the playoffs. They played in a freaking ballroom in Orlando <laughs> where I think if you shot the ball too high, you're going to hit a chandelier. Okay. <laughs> this is the same place where they hosted a wedding three weeks ago. So everything was off. Everything was different. Maybe there is a little juice on the, okay, guys, we do have one, but that one was a very unique season. There mm-hmm. weren't fans. There wasn't travel. There wasn't – this is a this is a perfect example. Um, when baseball, when the playoffs start on Friday, that's a fun vibe. It's right? awesome. Like, it's, it's a great vibe, and I know the structure of the playoffs right now is a little, a little bit different. So if you're in the wild card, you actually get three home games or you're on the road for three games. Yep. It changes everything. It, it is a big part of success, having success, not having success, the whole thing that, that Julio brought that up. I thought was interesting, maybe a little, you know, it, he wasn't as directly on it, but there's certainly some incentive, and the only thing I think most people, most baseball people, most people who have been following the Dodgers for a long time, a World Series makes sense to cash in for the success that you've had, and hopefully you can do it over a 162-game stretch. All right, let's take some phone calls here, 877-710-ESPN. Let's start in Hawthorne with Tony. Tony, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up? How you doing, gentlemen? Thank you for having me. Yep. 
uh, I wanted to touch a base on the whole fact about it, you know, the record as far as the, the, the Dodgers are having. Because mm-hmm. me personally, um, I don't think it's, you know, it, 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 the, the numbers don't matter. I think it would be more important that um, even if you squeeze into the playoffs with with the mediocre record, as opposed to having the best record in baseball or maybe best record in history, that, you know, that because momentum carries you through. So it, it, I don't think it's that important. Yeah, I think there's That's a couple my... of things going on here, Tony. Thank you for the call. So, Al, tell, tell me what you think about this. Okay. If you're – let's use the Padres, okay? Yeah. The Padres yeah. are one of the last teams in, but they're in. If the Padres get hot over the next mm-hmm. month and win the World Series, it's an, it's extraordinary, and anybody would take it, right? The, the Dodgers, anybody else would take a World Series regardless of how you get there. Mm-hmm. I, I think the part that Dave Roberts was trying to hammer home, the part that Andrew Friedman was trying to hammer home is that, listen, no one's saying that the World Series isn't the thing, but can you just take a second and appreciate what we actually have already accomplished. Not that it, we don't have to finish the, the 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 show, that we don't have to write the ending, but this isn't a, an 84-win team that slid into the playoffs. We did something that hasn't been done in 100 years. We did something that's never been done before, won 106 games or more three years in a row. We have been in the playoffs. Just, just take a minute and savor that before you talk about what's coming next. As much as I want to try to buy what you're trying to sell, I'm not buying it. You know, like I, 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 I understand it. Like I, th- I think it's been emphasized. I think people do understand that the Dodgers. You're using it as an example of the Padres. Let Let's say you're a franchise. You're the Washington Nationals. Mm-hmm. Nationals won a World Series. They went through the Dodgers to get there. They won a freaking World Series, and now they are selling off. They just sold off on Juan Soto. They're completely rebuilding. Um, th- there's Just think about like where that franchise is. But you know what they have? They have a freaking World Series, yep. right? So when And I kind of get what the caller's point is. It's like, hey, it's great. Okay, awesome. In the NFL, it's not who's the best team. Who gets hot at the right time? Who's healthiest? You want to come in as a, as a wild card team or you want to have um, – you want to be the Patriots that were undefeated all the way to the final game. The Dodgers have created this for themselves, and, I, and I, I said this earlier and I'll say it again. It's a compliment to the organization. You've created this. Yeah, you won 106 games. Cool. Yeah, you won 110 games. Awesome. That's really impressive. But you do realize that you have created a monster, and it's expected that that monster wins every single year, mm-hmm. or at least – and I, I think actually, Trav, the thing that, that sticks out the most – I really think it would be different if they had a couple World Series under their belt. I really do. And because they don't, I think there's this missing piece that everybody just kind of feels inside, Dodger fans feel inside, where, yeah, it's it's kind of, all right, we've been there before. We've done this before. We've won a ton of games before. We've won divisions before. But you got to cash it in. Seal Beach is the next stop. And Chris, Chris, you're on with Travis and Sleep. Gentlemen. What's up? So – yeah, I wanted to comment on the question was proposed as to why Friedman and Roberts were kind of alluding to the fact that uh, that 110 win season needed to be kind of respected. Sure. And um, I would I would agree with them. And the reason being, they have the scar tissue to prove it. As a Dodger fan, all we can expect is that our team makes great decisions and puts us in a chance to win. Have we won our fair share? Probably not. But as a Dodger fan, over the next 20 years, if they keep running this franchise the way that they are, we will get our share. 
I, I think that's the argument, Chris, and thank you for the phone call that they're making. And and it's an that argument. things will even out. Yeah, it, and it's an mm-hmm. argument that I'm here for. I will listen to it. I, I will be out. You know that I will be devastated if the Dodgers don't win the World Series because they are the best team. They're playing really well. They've overcome an incredible amount of adversity this season, and they just got great players, right? And they're, they're run really, really well. But I can also appreciate the fact that you can only be disappointed that they didn't win the World Series because they've been great for 10 years in a row, right? Both of those things can be true at the same time. I'm not saying that, hey, you know, whatever happens from, you know, the end of the day today until whenever they get eliminated, I'm thrilled because they won 110 games and anything else is gravy. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is kind of what Chris was getting at, which is, hey, listen, I do appreciate 106 wins or more three years in a row. It's never been done before. I do appreciate 110, what might be 111 win season by the time we're done uh, late this afternoon. And I'm not going to think less of this run of Dodger baseball over the last 10 years or whatever's coming over the next 10 years that because, well, yeah, you didn't win it six times. It, it can't just be that. You have to enjoy the run a little bit. Look, I, and I would go the other way. I really would. Like, and, and, and the more I even hear this conversation, their quotes are making us have a conversation. This is why those quotes confuse me. I feel like they didn't win the World Series. Like, I feel like they were eliminated yesterday. I, I feel like the we're having a conversation about appreciate what they've done in the regular season, and you feel like there's some outs that Friedman and Dave Roberts are putting out there that, look, if we don't win it all, there's stuff that just happens. It's really tough to win it all. We get all that. But I almost feel like the conversation and those quotes are as if the Dodgers lost yesterday in Game 7 against the Atlanta Braves. All right, let's try one more here. Let's go to Greg in Los Angeles. Greg, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up, Greg? Hey, man. Uh, I just wanted to say, like, yeah, it's great. If they win 110 games, I've watched 105 games completely this year. So I, I'm a regular season lover as much as anybody is. How whatsoever, this is Los Angeles. And if they don't bring a championship home, like it's not going to mean anything. Not that it's not going to mean anything, but it's not going to mean the same thing. It's like the Warriors winning 73 games a couple years ago and losing in the finals. Or the Patriots getting all the way to the Super Bowl and then losing there. there so, it, let me ask you this, and, and I don't want you to go away, Greg. I, I really want your opinion on this. That the Warriors, does it feel different to you? I know that the 73 season, the 73 win season didn't end with a championship, but the fact that they've won four titles over the last, you know, eight or nine years, does it not soften that a little bit? A little bit in, in the same way that if we had brought home another one or two over the last few years, winning 110 this year and not getting all the way there wouldn't make that big of a difference. But since the words out there that our 2020 title might be suspect in some haters' minds, we need to just quash all that, finish this off, win the title, and put everyone's mind at ease. And then the next 10 years can be great. But this year, we need to finish this off the way it's supposed to. 110 wins don't need to get flushed. Thanks, Greg. Appreciate the phone call. Um, that seems to be the consensus, Al. I, and and yeah. I, do, I don't think that the comments that we heard from Dave or the comments from um, Andrew Friedman last night, you got to really want to live in the nuance of it all. To, to hear it, right? And, and I'm here for it. I like it, and, and I I buy it, but I still need the other part of it. We'll continue this. We've got more phone calls. Plus, um, there's apparently a line of people that want to call out Anthony Davis for what's coming up this season. Former players, too. So that's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.
I, I don't know why, Al, but hearing yeah. that promo right there, like you getting picked up by SoFi security because you don't know how to get out. You're just standing next to the security guard. He's got the yellow jacket. You're yep. just standing there looking a little sad, a little scared, a little confused, waiting for somebody to come get you. And they're very aggressive, like <laughs> holding my arm. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Like overly aggressive. Like, guys, I really didn't do anything. Like they, they're afraid you're going to wander away, and they just want to sure. make sure that who's ever responsible for you comes and <laughs> picks you up before they decide to go in a different direction. I, I, I really like that. The it, DJ says instead of like, hey, everyone, every fans get up. He's like, hey, does anyone know where Alan Slee was? <laughs> DJ Malski, right? He's at, yes. he's at all the all the Rams games. Is the game at T-Mobile tonight, Slee? Uh, yeah, T-Mobile. T-Mobile tonight, Suns tomorrow, Minnesota Timberwolves, but they they will play both of them here. The, by t- the way, by, quick, quick question. Have here. you been to that arena before? I have been, yeah. So when they first opened it, the Lakers would have – this is pre-COVID. They had a couple of preseason games here, so I came to a, a couple of the games. It's a fantastic – not just venue, but really good for the NBA. Um, we're, we're actually talking about this, um, just kind of looking at the, the scope of uh, Vegas here. You think they're going to get a major league baseball team? Hundred percent. Okay, but by wow. Okay, so I didn't know that's a hundred percent. So yeah. you think a hundred percent they're going to get a baseball? They're going to get team. everything that they don't have already. They, okay, once, so once hockey went the way that it did, it was a gold rush to get in there. And the Raiders made a great move. The whether it's the A's or somebody else or an expansion team, they're going to get an NBA team. Their WNBA team, I think, thrives there. They're they're it's on the chip. Yeah, they're, they're uh, that that is a pro sports city for sure. So Raiders killing it and they have their own stadium so what you try to accomplish in california obviously it's such a challenge unless you're a guy like bomber and it's like hey i'm paying for this whole thing i'm financing the whole thing got the nfl stadium and and it feels like it's a perfect fit the raiders brand here in vegas um if a major league baseball team comes i really think it's only a matter of time until they get their nba team and braun has already said he wants to be part owner of an NBA team in Las Vegas, so he obviously probably has some kind of indication. That's kind of crazy. Ten years ago, think of what Vegas was from a sports perspective and what it's going to be in ten years. They're going to have everything. I, well, it's just it's a testament to how everything has changed. Our, our relationship to gambling, our relationship to drugs, our relationship to pro sports, like all of these things that used to be like, oh, you can't, you can't smoke weed, and now it's like you can buy it uh, you know, everywhere. And you, well, you can't have a team that gambles or fix it. No, everything's fine. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll be fine. Uh, that you can have a hockey team or a baseball team or a bay, everything is going to be just fine. All right. So I want to play this for you, Slee. Um, okay. The Kevin, uh, Stephen Jackson and um, Kevin Garnett talking about Anthony Davis this season. They are not buying the uh, happy vibes that the Lakers are at least hoping are true this year. Highlight of their season is Bron breaking the record. That's all you got for them, man. We wearing it out. That's all you got for him. I just, I mean, I I just don't see AD AD showing up in practice like, look, bro, everybody get on my back this year. I got it. What they talk about in the media, all that. Let's get on my back. I got it. He's not coming in there and saying that. And if he don't have the attitude. They're not going to make the playoffs. With the way the West look now? Right. The way the West look now? I don't Mm. even think the Lakers are going to be a top eight seed. All right, so that's Steven Jackson and Paul Pierce talking about. Yeah, Paul Pierce at the end there. Yeah, that's Paul Pierce about them not making the eight seed. The other part about he's not going to come in there and say, get on my back, that's Steven Jackson. This is the question that we all have about Anthony Davis. A is health, and B is can you do what Steven Jackson just said he can't do? That's the question. So, I mean, first off, I'd love for you to read that quote. 
um, just to hear you read that quote and Ready? do not bleep any of the words. Yeah, go ahead. I just don't see AD showing up in practice like that. Look, bruh, everybody on my back <laughs> this year. I got it. Blank what they want to talk about in the media. Blank all that blank. Let's get on my back. I got it. He's not coming in here and saying that. And if he don't have that attitude, they're not going to even make the playoffs. The beginning was the the bra was good, and I no, thought you no, would play no. not bra. That's different, bruh. I, I I thought you would play a little bit more of a role, but you were exactly Travis reading that. Yeah, no. <laughs> hey, hey, hold on. I can only get in trouble if I try to read it like anybody other than me. Yes. Okay. So play off of that. Um, He's got to really answer f- that question. He's got to well, he's got to uh, say I can do it and here it comes. That's it. But 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 here's the I I, I want to kind of isolate one thing here. Is he the guy that is going to walk into a practice and tell everybody to get on my back? Shaquille O'Neal would walk into practice or in a game or in a playoff game just follow me I'm going to take it home. Kobe Bryant would do that. Sure. LeBron James obviously does that and has done it in the past. Sure. I don't think AD does that. Okay, but I don't it, think it that's doesn't his have personality. to be literal, Slee, right? It doesn't have to be him saying, yo, everybody get with me. I'm going to go mm-hmm. wreck guys, and I'm going to go do what they think I can't do. He doesn't have to say it. He just has to walk through the gym door with that attitude. He just has to practice like that. He needs to walk onto the court at crypto and bring that attitude with him. He doesn't have to say it, but he can certainly do it. It, through through his actions, it doesn't have to be verbal. You can just lead by example like that. So, and I'm going to go back to this. I don't know if he's that guy. I really don't, Trav. You know, I I, I look at, I look at, when, when I'm going to throw an example to you of just uh, go go look at the Kobe and Pow days. Okay, Kobe was the hey, that's that's the leader, that's the alpha, that's the one that, and this isn't you know discrediting the importance of Derek Fisher or Lamar Odom or this, but Powell wasn't that guy. Powell was, I can be the perfect description. I could yeah, be the Powell Robin to the, the Batman. Play, but Powell wasn't the best player or had to be the best player. That was still Kobe. Kobe was still the guy that was was the best player, had the attitude that we're talking mm-hmm. about, and Powell Gasol was the complimentary piece. I know that LeBron is LeBron, but if the Lakers are going to go where we want them to go – Anthony Davis has to be their best player. He has to be their best player, um, but I think Braun is still going to have – like, Braun is still going to be Braun. And what, what Braun will bring is probably 25-7-7 seven, and seven, or something along those lines, kind of control the team, kind of be the personality of the team, be the leader of the team. What When I look at Steven Jackson or I, I look at the, the quote or, or listen to that quote – or, I'm sorry, listen to that soundbite, I just kind of think in my head – like I, I don't know if AD is going to be that. I don't know. And 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 when you have hesitation that this was supposed to be the guy that's going to take over the franchise, a lot of that conversation has stopped. Yeah, if a he's lot of that not conversation so sleek, is not there. If he's not that guy, then what in the world happens post LeBron? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it, it's it, completely different. It would every. You're right, and it, it's it's a complete. Whatever you thought, hey, AD, you can grab that baton and then he's going to take it over and go get another star to play with AD. You really, really do have to go back to the drawing board because I, I don't, I don't think that answer is a a positive answer that a lot of Laker fans would be excited about because at least up to this point, AD's great, he's talented, he's this, he's that, but is he the guy that you say here are the keys to the franchise? We could sit back and just see this dude do his work. 
I, I'm not I'm not buying that at this stage. All right, let's try another phone call here. Let's go to Los Angeles and Chris. Chris, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up, Chris? Hey, fellas. I, I just wanted to say that yeah, I, I'm really appreciative and and love the fact that the Dodgers have had such great seasons. And you know, like you said, a lot of times it's it's who's hot at the end, not necessarily who has the best team. Although having the best team probably gives you a better chance. But if you look like you know, baseball is different than basketball and football. And if you look at the last 20 years, I think maybe the Yankees are the only one that won multiple titles back to back or within a short period of time. Giants won the three Giants in won five every, years. Giants won every other year. Yeah. Yeah. But other than other than that, it's you know you don't win back to back. So if they don't win this year, you know I don't I don't look down upon them. I think they they put themselves in a great position to win. It's just a matter of the who gets the best uh, hit at the at the right time. Appreciate the call, Chris. It's like what's so interesting to me, and, and Chris said it that you know, I think it'd be it, the minority. It is not the random. Majority, I know. think you're right. I, I don't think there's any. I think that Chris and I are in the minority here for sure. But I, I think the the, the question you, you kind of touched on it. When does it bounce their way? When are they the hottest team? When are they the one that mm. gets the break? Because they're they're look. Go back to the series against the Tampa. Go back to the series that allowed them to play Tampa in the World Series. The Braves were a little bit green. They had a couple of really bad base running snafus that allowed the Dodgers to escape. They allowed the Dodgers to kind of take a game here or there when had they been the team they are now, I don't think that they do that. The Dodgers caught a break there. That Blake Snell getting taken out of that game by Kevin Cash was a huge gift. Now, Mm -hmm. I still think they win the next night with Walker Buehler and everything else, but – who knows? The point being, the few ones that have gone their way have really helped them win the one World Series that they did get. But this isn't they've been in twice and they got one and they missed one. They this is they've been in nine times Knocking prior to this door. year. Yep. And once they got hosed by cheaters, and the other times it's been it hasn't really bounced their way. Yeah. When does it bounce their way? When are they hot? When when does it when do we have that time where like Corey Seager was in the playoffs? When does Mookie and Bellinger and and all these guys? Hopefully, it starts in about five days. But well, I'd like to see that eventually. It, it's different sports, but I think it's a good comp. Did a lot of things not bounce the Rams' way on that trip to the Super Bowl? Right? Oh, like for the, sure. The, and in 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 the Super Bowl. And I and I know we've always kind of say this in sports. You got to kind of get lucky. A few things have to go your way. And if you're playing that on averages, then you're right. Then this year or the next 10 years, there should be some stuff that fall their way because it hasn't over that 10-year stretch. One more quick phone call here. Let's go to Brian, who's on the road. Brian, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up? Hey, what's going on, guys? How's it going? Good. Good, buddy. Good. Hey, I just wanted to talk about the Lakers real quick. Uh, you guys are talking about uh, Anthony Davis, from what I can see you know, now, I don't think he's got the dog in him. And I don't know if you ever had it, you know, honestly. And that's going to be – that's the bottom line for this season. If he can do it, he's got to have the dog in him, and I don't think he's got it. Thanks, Brian. Al, answer this question for me. Sure. If if he doesn't do what Brian was just talking about right there, if he doesn't have the dog, if he doesn't have that, I'm going to show you, you know, I'm going to say it, I'm going to do it, but you're going to yeah. – make no mistake about it. I'm here, yeah. and you got to deal with me. If it doesn't happen now, are we are we done? Because it feels like, like you said a minute ago, we're trending in that direction. But mm-hmm. if it doesn't happen when everybody's calling him out, when he's had a long offseason to get healthy, when he has to do it because the rest of the supporting cast needs him to be that guy, if it doesn't happen, are we done? If you're, if you're healthy this year, 
and you play, let's say, 65, 70 Even games. if he's not, don't we have an answer to the question? Um, yeah, I think we've had two years of excuses to kind of like kind of a cop-out. Like, okay, well, he, he's got to be healthy. He's got to be healthy. Let, let me just play this for you. Let's say he plays 65, 70 games. Okay. And when he's on the floor, he's not one of the top big men in the NBA where you just feel his presence like a couple years ago. Just him being himself from a couple years ago, then maybe that page has churned. And then if he's out, using that as an example, uh, if he doesn't play enough games, then tell me how you can rely on somebody for three years in a row playing, let's say, around 50% of the games. Yeah, you can't. You you just you, you simply can't. I think we're going to have an answer one way or the other in about four or five months of whether or not this is a bright future or something that you have to completely reconfigure. The Dump is coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. All right, Al, I want to start with a couple of baseball notes right here. Um, it was the biggest crowd for the Rangers last night. Uh, 38,832 fans were in attendance at Globe Life Field uh, outside of Dallas. The Rangers' highest paid attendance number of the season. All you need to do to get people to go to Ranger games is have a dude that might hit a 60-second home run. Why not, right? 38,000 is not a lot. No, it's not. The Dodgers get 38,000 against the Pirates on a Wednesday. On a Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty weird. But, like, okay, so before you start thinking about that baseball is dying, here's another one. Yeah. This is why I put these two things together. <laughs> Despite a 99-day okay. lockout that delayed the season, uh-huh. Major League Baseball revenue is expected to beat its 2019 uh, total of nearly $11 billion. So the death wow. of baseball may have been prematurely reported. Well, yeah, I don't know. I, just, I don't know if that's just had to do with you got games now on different networks. It's part of you getting more money for streaming services. Things are just feels like they're just more expensive. I always have a difficult time kind of understanding. Um, do you understand the, this the, one? The, the MLB chief revenue officer says that this year we will sell, quote, more merchandise than in the history of our sport. So they're selling jerseys, yeah. they're selling hats, yeah. they're selling T-shirts. That I get it. It's not the NFL. It's not 1955 mm-hmm. where Joe DiMaggio or Mickey Mantle is the most famous But they're famous freaking athlete. printing they're money fine. like no tomorrow. Yeah, they're fine. This idea, oh, hey, we know baseball is going to be dead. Hey, you know, nobody watches it. Everybody's got – yeah, they, they made $11 billion last year. That's a pretty Jesus. good business to me. I think they're doing okay. It's Yeah, I'm like going to – I'm going to. By the way, it might help too when you go get a beer and it's eighteen dollars, or sixteen hurt. bucks, or whatever the hell it is. And I'll take two. <laughs> yeah, how much for that warm twenty-four ounce beer? Nineteen uh, bucks. Okay, I'll only take two. And by the way, if you'd let me buy three, I would. But you'll only let me buy two. That's that's the worst part. Uh, it is World Teachers Day. Do you have a favorite teacher, Al? Favorite teacher? I got a couple of granite. Um... Mr. Bosworth, I remember, a history teacher. I don't know why. He's like one of the few guys that when he talked, I'd be like, okay, you have my undivided attention. You got people like that in your life, especially when you're, um, whenever you're in uh, your high school, middle school, whatever the case is, where you just felt like everything they said. I'm like, yeah, I, I'm. Uh, you got my undivided attention. So that that's one that pops to mind. The, the, the thing that, for me, and there's two, and one of them was Mr. Burke, who taught uh, U.S. history at Arcadia High School, and the other one was my baseball coach, who also taught, like, a civics class. That And he said at the time, he goes, this will be the easiest class you ever take in your life. And it's also the class that you're actually going to remember what I teach you in this class. 
And that was 30 years ago. I remember what I learned in that class. And isn't that the whole point of a teacher? Like to actually teach you something and remember. So shout out to Mr. Burke and Coach Myers at Arcadia High. So I want to shout out. uh, So I'm a daughter of a teacher. So I want to shout out my dad. uh, Incredible teacher. Incredible man. Yeah. uh, He has bounced around and did a lot of elementary school and he was for a long time one of the only like he's a very tall very big guy and he would he would teach like little eight-year-olds and like kindergartners and he loved it I've loved all the teachers that I've um that have been his friends growing up and I also used to help him like grade so it's I see how much work goes into being a teacher and it's an incredible sacrifice an incredible Mm -hmm. gift to be able to teach and so I am indebted to teachers forever I love teachers favorite teacher Taylor Huh, my shop and welding teacher, Dave the Wildcat Morgan. He was uh, three times <laughs> three times state wrestling champion, turned yes. shop teacher, and he was Metal or wood shop? Both. Both, okay. Yeah. Uh, he, he instilled a lot of fear in his students, and he would oftentimes bring us into class and just give us a 10-minute speech out of nowhere and just inspire us. Did to- he ever say, all right, onto the mat, and I'm going to show you what it's all about? <laughs> he was a wrestling coach, too, but that was not my sport, so I didn't have to deal with his wrath no the the red the dudes that would wrestle in high school those are the 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 football guys whatever i know the swimmers would get really strong but those wrestling guys will mess you up those are the scariest guys on do not never mess with a guy that wrestled in high school that's a bad matchup yeah you were not late to his class berg did you have a favorite teacher uh so no just because i liked school but my teachers hated me oh i was i was a bad bad guy i was a no i I don't hate teachers they hated me because i wasn't a good student so no i can't really have any good teachers. good good student and that you were a bad student and that you were disinterested or that you were just you know they a lot of disinterest a lot of disinterest and i would also like i would mess with them a lot so, okay, so Greg sucks. Yeah, I was no, no, I was a terrible, I was a terrible kid. Yeah, I would, I would kick, I would sit in the back and I would kick the wall with my foot, and then I would tell the teacher after she said, "Stop, right, stop doing that." Be like, "No, no, it's the class behind us." I don't. Oh, you're that guy. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. And then so, he, they would go back there and yell at the other people. I don't know. If Berg still was behind Berg us. was lighting a cigarette in the back, like, "Well, I'm not putting it out." God we, bless teachers, we, man. We, we putting it out to, on his tongue. Hold on. We used to make animal noises on one side of the room and then on the other side of the room and it would just kind of go back and forth so i don't know if they <laughs> had this so funny i'm a little bit older than you greg and, yeah and al i don't know if you had this when I, I i have a feeling this is kind of an antiquated thing that they don't do this anymore but when you had problem children like bergman back in the day <laughs> the when, when, when i was at arcade there and he's so proud i love it <laughs> oh yeah it was so much fun they had a school that they would say like a year you don't get to go to school with the people that are trying to learn you have to go to continuation school <laughs> yeah which yeah. was basically like a jail for the trouble. Oh, that was there was a school right next to us that did that, but at the same time, like I was good enough of a student that I could stay. <laughs> there was always that th- you mess around, we're gonna send your ass to CT. Right. It's like, whoa. Wow. That sounds all it was was just like you had to go around the corner. It's just a different part of the, the campus. It's just Thank a you teachers for dealing with the Greg's twelfth pack. Twelfth pack in, in seventh grade. It was on this day in two thousand and four that Scotty Pippen announced his retirement from the NBA. And, you know, we know it now, but apparently he and uh, Michael Jordan were never all that great that that at the end of like oh pippen and jordan together forever you know those two guys inseparable and apparently they did not feel the same way changed chris morales's life forever that's when he kind of took over to be the scotty pippen that he is today <laughs> um you know what I, you know what i always remember i remember scotty pippen so 
I, I was huge and just kind of appreciate his game. I thought he was always undervalued because he's playing with Michael Jordan. But, man, tell me another Scottie Pippen moment you remember more. Bro, the Lakers and the Blazers. The guy left the Chicago Bulls. He's playing for the Blazers. Game seven. Lakers haven't won a championship yet in 2000. Um, it's Scottie Pippen. It's Greg Anthony. And it's Rasheed Wallace. Go down the list. And I always remember Pippen. Was it Kobe Cross Pippen over, right? I, well, I was just thinking of something else, because you said, tell me the more famous Scottie Pippen moment. And I vague have a vague recollection. I remember him refusing to go in and Tony Kukoc, Kukoc knocking yep, down. That, hits a shot. That's the Scottie Pippen moment that I remember. Yeah. No, that's, uh, that's a – he retires in 2004, and I don't know how many years total. Uh-oh. Did we lose him? I think that's it. Mace, let's do a hey, perfect timing. Let's yeah. do a little super crosstalk. Al, did we lose you? Are you back? Oh, I'm back. Okay, nice. Ireland. I'm back. Ireland's there too. Oh, I'm there. Everybody. Nice. We're in the same hotel. We, you know, it, it. We should both be back. All right, good. I'm glad that you're both here. So we were talking about Scottie Pippen announced his retirement today a, a million years ago. Mace, you started nodding your head the second I mentioned it. It's kind of. I mean, the he, last he dance, it. kind of. He, you know, he did not it. Going in for not sure. Going in is one of the things. A great player, and the first thing you think of is that. Like yeah. Bill Buckner, you know, rest in peace. Is one of those three hundred, probably a three hundred lifetime hitter, and really close to three thousand hits. He yeah. had like twenty seven hundred hits or something. Great, but you think of that ball through the through, wickets. Like, that is a rough. That's yeah. a that's a rough way to take it. So, guys, I got to tell you something up front. Uh, this morning, for the first time ever, and John, you deal with this uh, some sometimes. Okay, through my back out. Oh, I've had Ooh. a back surgery, Mason. So it's the yes. lower back. Yep, lower back. Welcome now, to the club. I took a muscle relaxer oh, yeah. a little what'd, what'd while ago. What'd you take? I, you know, I don't know the oh, name. I of it. know them all. Juan just handed me, just said, "Take this." It was seven hundred and fifty milligrams of something. <laughs> Ooh, You're going to be while. like the bride in sixteen. <laughs> so I, I'm. Who knows what's going to happen today? Who knows? Uh, this is exciting. Yeah, no, this it's going to be the, fun. Radio. Can I get you a cocktail or something? <laughs> yeah, add a cocktail to, mix. mix it up. <laughs> Gummy it up too. That'll be fantastic, John. Are you? Do you have a bad back as well? Oh yeah, well I've I've been dealing. With, I stretch Travis probably more than any human. I stretch for half an hour every time before I play golf, and even if I don't, I stretch today. Um, and so Mace, I can I can send you down the road to recovery depending on how bad you are. But uh, I actually started. I'm going actually today. feeling better now. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but yeah, Travis, I that's the worst because you can't do anything. No. You can't drive, you can't golf, you can't walk, you can't – it's the worst. In the words of Homer Simpson, give me drugs and surgery. So what surgery did you have? <laughs> I had a laminectomy on the L5-S1 vertebrae. Oh, yeah, that's back. right down there. That's huh? right right towards the, the very bottom. And did it affect your golf? How long did it take to recover? Uh, Three, four months. Yeah? Yeah. And you were back and golfing? Back, and been – other than one additional um, steroid injection into my spine about 10 years ago? Yeah, yeah, good, good to go. So we're going on thirty years. So whenever you're ready for the surgery, let me know. Mace, did you do anything specific? No, Something you know, there? I was sitting there putting my shoes on, and just bam, it just it just happened. Uh, when were you laying on the floor, no. screaming for help? I, like take no, you through it. Laying down was not comfortable, right? Okay. So I immediately stood up. Standing up was comfortable. I leaned against a wall for a while, which seemed to help. John, I see you do this all the time, and I did the same thing, where you kind of go into. Uh, 
you you put your back against the wall and you bend your knees. Do you know what I'm talking about that you do? Wall sits. Wall yeah, that's sits. How they, that's how they punish players that turn the ball over at a lot of college <laughs> programs. So I did some but wall what sits. It does, mate, what it does, Mace, is it will strengthen your back and it will loosen things up back there. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's not a bad move. It's, I'm, definitely feeling, I'm definitely feeling better now. John, you do therapeutic wall sits? Oh, yeah. He does it sometimes one, in here. That, those are, like I, you just said, those are for punishment when you do something wrong. The coach, all right, everybody on the wall. Right, but it strengthens your back. And, uh, it, by the way, Trav, it's a great last stretch before you play golf. If you're just going to wind up and let it go, and I, you know, you've got a big swing. I've seen it. Um, that's a good stretch for you. And I only do it for a minute. Sixty sec- I put my phone on the floor, 60-second wall sit, and then go. I'm going to go with we, my – Trav, if we screw up moving forward, yeah. we, we have to do a wall sit. If we're... Everybody does a wall sit. I will volunteer show. to do wall sit. Bergman says something dumb, I'll do his wall sit for him. I'm going to uh, continue my normal therapy of Advil and Coors Light. So, Ireland, Sliwa, you're in Vegas. Have you been to the Peppermint Hippo yet? No, what is it? It's a strip club. <laughs> it's a gentleman's oh, club. It, hippo? No, it's called the Peppermint Hippo. Why would you want a hippo right. as it a is, strip club? It is on Yelp. Well, you got Spearmint Rhino. <laughs> on, it's all the... on Yelp, it's rated as the number one gentleman's club in mm. Vegas, the Peppermint Hippo. Have you been? Uh, I have not been yet. We were talking earlier about just uh, throwing in some expenses. Yep. And just assuming that if I did go, is that something Disney would approve as far as uh, as, as far as my expenses? Yeah, I go? think it, under the category of miscellaneous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> miscellaneous. The far right column. <laughs> exactly. The miscellaneous column. Are John? Do you? I know you got to work these next couple of days, but generally speaking, not on a work trip. Are you a Vegas person? Do you like to do the Vegas experience? In college, absolutely loved it. Came here probably once a month. Oh, wow. One of my fraternity brothers, uh, shout out, Mark Morton, still lives here. Uh, His parents lived here, and we basically crashed on their couch, uh, I I would say, eight, nine times a year. I couldn't get enough of Vegas. And as I got older, now we come here every year with the Lakers. Um, Trav, the last three times I've been here, I haven't gambled. Have you gambled yet? Nope. Wow. Will you? No time. Sleep? Will you? No, I was telling Trav, I, I like playing poker. Yeah, and it's not like uh, it's not like I come here and say, all right, I'm, I'm gonna let's make let's find a way to make this month's rent and make let's bank. play as much poker <laughs> as we can. Uh, but I get every, every time I play, it's like you feel I haven't played yet since I've been here, but you feel like, hey, you know what? No, I could hang with some of these guys, and then before you know it, I'm like they're waiting. They this is why they come to Vegas. They wait for somebody like me. They take my money. But poker, out of all the games, I enjoy the most. Mace, do so you I just texted I, you guys a picture of the view outside my hotel room. You're okay. going to need to zoom in on right. the picture. But if your room is directly across the street from the Hooters Hotel Casino. <laughs> oh, you think, wow, yeah. you are. You've yep. got a view of the Hooters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you could say. I think I think that you know MGM did me this favor. I need to support local businesses, don't I? There you go. Go get some wings. <laughs> exactly. Some wings. Some wings. A nice spicy chicken sandwich. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Exactly. Are you? A, I got a, a, a I, I gotta guy? just. I just am. A, to, go ahead, Slee. I was just gonna say, great view here of the air conditioning units look really good. Yeah, they do. They're, they're, oh, they're you get the Billy Mac room. Yeah. 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 I, I've right okay, now there's so some, there's some ever, pipes. Did I ever tell you guys about the, the prank that uh, our boss, Tim Harris, we've known for a lot of years at the Lakers and he pulled off one of the greatest pranks on Bill McDonald of all time. Mm. That funny. I couldn't tell you guys about it because it was ongoing, but it finally ended at the end of last year. Okay. 
Tim literally called every hotel that we stay in for two years. All right, so think about the work that goes into this. Yeah. For two years and said, I, I, I'm calling from the Lakers. I need you to make sure that Bill McDonald has the worst view in the entire <laughs> hotel, no matter what. So, so, so Billy, and he didn't tell Bill. He didn't tell anybody. And so Bill was getting these rooms, and he was sending us all pictures. He's like, guys, you see, you're talking about looking at the vents. He goes, I'm, I'm like looking at the dumpster. Uh, now, like, look at this. I got, I'm, I'm looking at the electrical closet. Blah, blah. So for That's two awesome. years, he's getting the worst room in the house. And finally, he gets sick of it, but he doesn't want to complain, you know, because we're kind of living the high life. So he walks downstairs and he goes, guys, <laughs> we're in uh, Oklahoma City. And he goes, he goes, guys, um, I don't know what the, the you know, hotel room situation is here, but my room is literally a broom closet. Uh, it's, it's like, and, they, and the girl behind the counter goes, oh, you must be Mr. McDonald. <laughs> and he goes, how did you know that? He goes, because we were told to give you the absolute worst <laughs> room. That's awesome. So the gig was up. Two that's years. It, he did it, it did it for two years, and Bill like didn't figure it out until probably month 22. Oh, God, what a great up. gag. That's great. Isn't that a great prank? So yeah. t- take me through your Vegas routine, Mason. Are you a gambler? Are you out late? Are you drinking? Are you partying? Are so you I don't clubbing? drink anymore. Okay. Uh, I gave that up. Trav, the answer yeah, to so all those questions is yes. But yes <laughs> is the answer. Uh, Vegas is my kind of town. Like glow sticks and whistles whipping your shirt over all your head. thing. Like <laughs> Electric Daisy River. Carnival. I'm like, I'm all about it, man. Give me some EDM. Give me some poker. I'm like, in. In. And this peppermint hippo, I'm going to give it a shot the next time I'm in give town. Give me some muscle relaxers. Some muscle relaxers. Well, you're halfway there. You're trying to recreate. You're going to dim the lights in here and get a strobe. Exactly. And to light some sparklers exactly. and get you going. So I was curious. You guys talked about uh, have you ever won a big prize? Yeah. Um, and I, it reminded me of a story. I got uh, uh, was awarded the distinguished alumni thing from Mommy High School. Okay. So I went back. Damn right. Went to a, Should a, be a high school basketball alumni. game. Uh, was introduced to, to the crowd and got an ice ovation, all that stuff, got a plaque, et cetera. Did you do a mace plant? I did not do a mace <laughs> plant. But they had a 50-50 raffle. So I put in, you know, like 20 bucks for the 50-50. Sure. Then the distinguished alumni oh, no. guy was recognized as the winner of the 50-50 draw. Fix. <laughs> now, it wasn't Fix. a lot. It wasn't a lot. It's like 1200 bucks, but it was just embarrassing to have just been introduced. Did you donate then, it back to the school, or did you put the money in your yeah, pocket and run? put the money run. in my pocket. Are you kidding me? I, gotta, I like that kid that's with the, the baseball last night. That's the home run ball yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> yeah, the, 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 is there any moment you're like, this this real? Is this like, I the thought odds, it was a gag. I was yeah. going to say, the odds of you getting it on that night yeah. are not great. Very very weird, yeah. I always uh, I mean, The Rams' 50-50 drawings are like $400,000 sometimes. Huge. They're gigantic. They're huge. And we always put in. Do you buy? Yeah, yeah, we do. Uh, And we always go back and check. We've yet to win, but we're going to keep on doing it. John, have you ever won anything? Not that big, no. Uh, I think I won a cake at a cakewalk one year. That's about it. What kind of cake? Yeah, (laughs) now you're uh, you're in Travis's lane. I mean, we talking carrot cake? Well well worth the $1.50 I spent for the ticket to go in the cakewalk. Coconut cake. White white coconut cake that's your thing that's oh so good white cake white icing delicious the peppermint hippo (laughs) hippo, famous for its coconut cake
Among other things. All right, Mason. Are, are we are we all on the same page with the – you just mentioned the, the 62, the home run. Are we all selling it? Travis and I couldn't even spend 10 seconds talking before we said we're selling that ball. It's a lot Everybody on ticket. the same page? Now, here's the heart – Slee, here's the harder question. What if you're there in a working capacity? That And he you was, there right? Yes. You're covering the game for ESPN, and, and you just happen to be in the outfield, and Aaron Judge hits 62, and it lands mm-hmm. right in your lap. So you're there on a press credential. Do you give it back to Judge, or you put it in your pocket and leave? I'm putting it in my pocket and leaving. I, I would, I'd feel weird about it, but it's also going to change the direction of mine and my family's life. Right. I'm selling the ball. Yeah, I, mean, I, that's... I, I just, I, I, I want to be a good guy. I want to be magnanimous. I want, well, you know, I didn't buy my way. It's, it's a two million dollar lottery ticket that flew in your pocket. Why doesn't Judge buy it? He could. Judge should just buy it. Get let the guy get his millions and get the he, baseball. I mean, I don't want to say. Do you think Yankees, he wants it? Yankees should buy it. Of course, he wants it, but. He or the it. Yankees should buy it. Good point. But he did it, right? Like, I yeah. lived it. I did it. I got the bat, the cap, the uniform. All, I got all of the things that are mine. The ball could have been any ball, right? Right. I don't know if it's meaningful to him as to some really rich collector or the Hall of Fame or whoever may ultimately end up ponying up for that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, keeping, I'm, I'm keeping the ball. Keeping the ball, and then I'm sending an email. And if this is, John, as you presented, I'm working at ESPN and I get the ball – I'm also sending Amanda an email and saying, I'm going to need about two weeks off. Here. <laughs> Just a couple weeks off. Here. You're selling it, right? Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, look, if you're not, if you're just going to give that ball back, you've got a lot to learn about life, man. <laughs> Seriously. That is, I, you know, we, we always talk about, was it $2 million, $3 million, two, something like that? Two is what I heard two last million, night. $2 million is life-changing money. I mean, that's is. generational money. For, of course you keep the baseball and sell it. Hmm. Even Ireland? if you're working. Yeah, even if even I'm if working. Even if you're working. Why, yep, why does that harder. change it, John? Because you're there as a courtesy of the Yankees. Like tonight, Slee and I are working this game. If something historic was to happen in this uh, preseason, pre-season game Preseason games, Vegas, often known for historic <laughs> events, yes. Uh, I would feel obligated to give it to its rightful owner. But, uh, you know, with, when you're talking about $2 bucks, you guys are right. I don't know if I'd do it. Hey, I'm getting some reaction to um, the picture I sent you guys. Oh, okay. Uh, Real Real Mats says, the Hooters, that Hooters is a dump. I had my ESPN LA bag with my laptop, and it's stolen there. King Dice. Ireland, do not go to that Hooters. You will regret it. Uh, And uh, Beast8627 says, the Peppermint Hippo came from South Park. A play on the name Spearmint Rhino. So someone opened the hippo inspired there by South Park. There hmm. you go. Uh, some uh, also reaction on Twitter. I've been doing too much of the pony, and that's why my <laughs> lower back uh, is screwed up comes now. Full circle it happened, from, yeah. it the happened yesterday. The hippo to the pony. It happened yesterday. Me, Sedano, and uh, Morales, Morales simultaneously. And that's hip, when you injured your back. No, I just woke up this morning. And it happened. I don't. I don't know. There could be a connection. There's not necessarily a connection. The the, the way you move, we the videos that we saw last week, hundred percent could be the pony. Oh yeah, 
you, you might have took, taken out your back but with But if, if Chris can get through the pony with the level of aggression that he delivers to it, <laughs> right. I feel like you would, you'd be more than safe But Morales is enough. so much more cushioned than the rest of us. <laughs> well, yeah, but that is that is some very aggressive ponying. <laughs> yeah, it is. You're right. Right. Yours is more a half-hearted pony. Yeah, I mean, I'm going along. Where does Kaplan fall into the pony aggression scale? I don't know. If, if Chris did, is a 10 and you're like a 4, I'm where's a four. Kaplan? Uh, Cappy's at 11. <laughs> <laughs> Cappy is just one crazy son of a this gun. This is more he? of a horse than a pony. <laughs> yes, yes. So are you going to go or not, John? Are you going to dip your toe in the Hooter water before you go to call the game tonight? Well, we're here till Friday. Well, it definitely won't be before the game. I have to leave right when the show ends to, to uh, catch a bus. Uh, after the game, what do you think, Slee? Me, you, Peppermint Hippo? <laughs> <laughs> Go from yesterday's steakhouse and wine Ireland, to a hundred bucks if I get a picture of you and Sliwa at yeah, the I'll, peppermint I'll, hippo. I'll throw in a hundred myself. There you go. I, I no like, way. Oh, Alan, I know where we're going. Yeah, I yeah, would I like to say. I'm by the way, need a coaster that says peppermint hippo or some standing in front uh, of it. Uh, uh, no, by the way, inside, there is a big inside. metal hippo in. I just read this. There's a big metal hippo inside the peppermint. If you get a picture of you and Sliwa at Next to the hippo, mm. I'm telling you, that's right. I, 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 bucks. the that's hippo is inside or outside the inside. Venue. Okay, okay. Yeah. We need you to take care of the cover charge because we don't know how much that costs. Done. That's number one. <laughs> Done. And then we need that hundred Venmo to us because we might use it right when we get there. Okay. Oh yeah, you use it. Sure. That's not an unfair request. No, Venmo and make it rain. That's what they always there say. You go enjoy the game, enjoy the hippo. Yeah. And we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Mason in Ireland is next.